everybody, and welcome to The Cold Cut, the show where none of the actors have read the script until you see us receiving them on your screen. Uh, but that's not happening tonight, because last week we wrapped up How'd You Survive the 21st Century by Ian O, based on a concept by Declan Grogan. And tonight, the cast and Ian himself is here. We'll be discussing... The experiences, the story, what we thought, what we hoped for, all kinds of really wonderful things that we never had a chance to address in previous episodes. So I would love to introduce the cast to you one last time. Carl Jung, please introduce yourself. What character did you play? Oh, hello, hello, everybody. Yeah, my name is Carl, and in this project, I voiced John, John Chun. One of the characters who went through a bit of embarrassment in high school understanding and learning a bit more about friendship and trying to experience romance and love. And I have to say, um, it's been fun trying to see a lot of these characters come to life and share something very human about them. Oh, every, everyone had a very strong sense of, of humanity. That's why it was such a great story. And all of you as actors, all of you did such a great job of, of bringing that humanity out and making them seem real and lived in and compelling and interesting and fun. And up next, we have Crystal Lee. Hello. Hi, my name is Crystal, and I had the honor of playing Josie, as well as Eileen, who is John and Lexi's daughter in the future. You've seen Josie be the ever-energetic, unconventional Asian, bottomless pit for a stomach gal uh, who really just carries a lot of energy throughout the show, and seeing her progress and how she grew from, you know, high school days to where she was at the end was a really gratifying experience. I'm really excited to uh, grill Ian during this <laughs> last episode. Oh, so we're just gonna, after the intros, we're just just going to go straight to the grilling? Well, I don't know what you had in mind, but uh, like me and Josie have one thing on our mind and it's uh, grilling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next, we have Jacob Sung. Hi, I'm Jacob and I played Kellen and Nico. Kellen, who's kind of um, had a tumbly sort of path, but gets pruned into the right direction by his friends every now and then. And uh, it was really fun to see how his views changed along the way and how he was influenced by everything that was happening. So that's who I played. Thank you, Ian, for writing me like this. <laughs> Pruning is such a great term, especially considering that this series was all about growth. Well, hey, what makes growth happen on a literal sense is pruning. So I really like that metaphor that you came up with there, Jacob. Up next, we have Lisa the Von Verder. Hi, I'm Lisa. I played Lexi Kim, sweet Midwestern gal, love interest for John. It was just really fun to see how she formed friendships with everyone in the group because she was so new to the area and they just like welcomed her in. It was a big like embrace. Um, and it was just really fun to meet all the characters as myself and as Lexi. Yeah, they really did just like, I think it was Josie who just kind of was like, new person, Zoom, you're our best friend now. And that was really such a sweet moment when they brought Lexi in. Up next, Astrid WS. Hi, guys. I'm Astrid. I played Jackie, who is like the stereotypical Asian friend that, you know, you might probably have had quirky, you know, single-minded focus, med school, etc. I felt like she was basically me in the script. Like, I connected with her in so many levels. Like, I didn't have to meet her because she's basically me, uh, with the exception that she speaks a non-English language. So I thought it was really fun playing basically me. <laughs> so excited for this grilling session right now. So much talk about grilling. Is this what happened when we spent every week talking about our love for Moshmo's that now we've just got grilling and burgers on our minds? Welcome to the barbecue. Yeah, no kidding. We can go a little easy on him. He let he like Moshmo's is still standing by the end of the story. So like, yes, you're a real one. 
And I would like to introduce our special guest for the evening, the creator of Mo Schmoes and How'd You Survive the 21st Century, Ian O. We are going to be having a, a discussion here. I would like to let the chat know that those of you who are watching live, you are welcome to ask questions. This is an open forum discussion. If there is something on your mind about a previous episode, if there's been a question that you've had this entire time that you've been really holding on to, let it out. We would love, love, love to hear from you just as much as we would love to hear from the cast tonight as well. Ian, thank you so much for being here tonight. And to start off this discussion, oh, Astrid, did you want to speak? Yes, please. I'm sorry. I'm just like super flabbergasted that you are 19 because the storylines, everything you wrote, I don't think I thought about my Asian American identity until I was like well in my 20s. So like the fact that you're 19 and you can write and speak so eloquently, I'm like, where was I? Like, (laughs) why did I learn all this that early on too? So I just want to commend you for having that outlook that you have and then just writing down everything that we're probably feeling inside. But, you know, we don't know how to verbalize it. So yeah, I'm just still so flabbergasted that you're 19. I really love the way that you made the whole thing such an intersectional story of Asian American identities. You know, like you said, it was just part of the story. It wasn't the whole thing. The whole thing wasn't about race. And I guess knowing, because I went to Notre Dame too, like knowing that the demographic there is like less diverse than a lot of other college campuses, like just how did you feel? Like, did you feel like Jackie when you got there and you were like, oh, there's no Asian people or they're all international students? Like what was like just like your experience there? To form genuine relationships with people, but I found that so difficult. And I'm building more and more relationships. I'm sure I I have a few of my friends watching this podcast right now. Aww. But yeah, it's very, I did feel kind of out of place, but I knew it was going to happen. So I was able to adapt. Cool. I got you there. I studied design at Notre Dame. I went to Notre Dame for design and stuck with it. So (laughs) us art kids got to stick together. (laughs) You mentioned growing up in like a densely like Asian population before going to college. I have the exact same experience. Did you know you wanted to be like you were going to be an artsy kid before going to college? Because I mean, for my path, I went full like classic Asian engineer route before I figured out how much I loved acting and wanted to pursue it. Um, And I'm still kind of like I still have half of my foot in the engineer life. So it's like, how did you know? Or did you know? When did you know? Yeah. So going up, my mom, she put me in art classes and I was always able to draw and paint. And then like I needed some awards for college, of course. So I submitted some art into competitions, my paintings. And then 10th grade, I won like I won a national award for drawing a fish or something. Right. Oh, very cool. And then I put that in my application and then, but I didn't really enjoy painting as much. I enjoyed singing more and I enjoyed making music more. Me and my friend when like ninth grade, we started making music. That all started because of my poetry class or my English class in eighth grade. And I was like, wow, we had a poetry assignment and I would write little raps, right? And then I was like, yo, this is pretty cool. This is pretty fun. So I kept writing music and I still write music now and it's just super fun. And then I got to college and then I took a playwriting and I'm like, wow, this is super cool too. And I know in one of my college essays, I wrote, I want to be like a a modern Renaissance man because I want to learn. Yes. Like everything. I think some of my issues right now is I feel like I'm too broadly, I'm too, I'm, I'm spread too thin, but I just want to keep getting better. And I think that's what it's all about. So, yeah. I don't know if I, that answered your question. No, no, it did. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. So I'm curious. So you, you mentioned, well, you want to be a, a modern day Renaissance man, which is awesome. 
because I think that the future is very much interdisciplinary. And what I'm wanting to know is, having worked on so many different art forms, singing, poetry, all uh, playwriting, how is all of this shaping your approach now that you're doing film and television? How do these kind of feed into your thoughts on film and television and your future using those mediums? Right. So... My goal right now is I want to create like a Netflix series, like a Netflix show. Nice. I want a show like to be, I don't know, on broadcast. And that all comes with everything, like understanding like audio and sound and like how to adjust gain and what like reverb is and all this cool stuff from music production and music writing has helped me so much in in terms of like just in just analyzing film and television. Um, and in, in uh, high school, I was in choir, which is interesting because my school was actually just like, it was marketed as like a STEM school. And in my Asian way, it was a school that you had to test into. And that school, I think my choir director, I have to thank him so much because he pushed so much this idea of being able to express yourself with like music or acting, like which, whether or not it's through theater and Broadway or just singing a song in the car. And yeah, I think moving forward, like I think all my experiences, like I guess this is just life in general, but they aggregate into who you are as a person and what you create. And I want like my, I want to have like my baby that I make in a sense, like in terms of art. And I want, I want to be so, I just want to share my voice to people. And so hearing after every single episode, hearing your discussion, it was so awesome. I love that so much more than hearing my script because hearing your discussions was so very powerful to me because it was a sense of affirmation for what I was doing because I was thinking to myself, wow, these people understand my story and they're talking about it with each other, something that rarely happens in the Asian culture. And so, yeah. No, thank you so much. And I kind of want to build off that a little bit. As a writer, uh, you said this was your first script writing that you started back in February. So prior to this, you were writing poetry and obviously screenwriting and prose is a much different undertaking than poetry. But I'm, what did you pull from poetry when you started writing? What did you learn from poetry that improved your prose writing? I think I think just from writing like poetry in terms of like songs, I always wrote love songs and all the songs I have right now are love songs. And even though love is awesome, I don't want to write a love story all the time. And I think that's where I kind of had this outlet with my writing in terms of script writing and screenwriting. And of course, there's always going to be little love lines that go on, but I didn't want that to be the main focus. And I'm so thankful because now writing plays or now podcasts or for like a series or for television, it's it allows me to grow as a writer and not just write about the hopeless romantic stuff that John, that I based off John, <laughs> you know? It's not about, I'm not writing songs about waiting for a girl and like, like oh geez, I mean, how, how long was that? Ninth grade to like six years, right? So yeah, that's how it kind of transitioned in script, poetry to script, I guess. Right, and that makes sense because even just factoring out like the love aspect of romance, there's definitely like a romantic and a broader sense feel to this story. A lot of it being the, the more positive view of the future, the story of friendship, Kellen's arc, where Kellen originally makes some wrongheaded statements and his friends just kind of guide him in the right direction. And he learns and grows from that. And your your sense of scene, especially the the dancing in the rain, concluding on that as the the end of their story before the little kind of epilogue. That's a very romantic image. It's not necessarily like kissy, kissy, smoochy, smoochy romantic, but it's a soft, loving, overarching scene. 
so it's funny because one of the first songs that I ever made was about learning how to dance in the rain. Aww. That was based off of like, because my mom had this little like, you know how moms have like a little thing on the wall with like writing on it mm-hmm. that they buy from like Joann's or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Live, laugh, love. Exactly. Things like that. So it was like, so I based it off that, but that was like me, I'm dancing in the rain with some girl and we're just having a super romantic time. And that was kind of what was happening between Lexi and John. Right. But I kind of, I wasn't thinking about it, but now I realize that that's kind of where I got it from. So yeah, just want to. So I was getting throughout the entire series, like a friends, how I met your mother vibe. And they also danced, you know, around a water fountain when there was raining and stuff. So I kind of had a feeling maybe some of this was influenced off of those two predominantly white cast. Or is that just me thinking random stuff? stuff? Yeah, no, you're correct. So the order in which I watched my shows. So I did The Office and then I did Friends and then I did How I Met Your Mother. And I actually finished How I Met Your Mother right before I started watching this. And I think that's where I got my initial idea. I said, I thought to myself, what if we did this? But but Asian. Kids were Asian. <laughs> Every family was Asian, you know? And that's kind of how I got it from. But How I Met Your Mother is just this entire long love story. But then Nico comes in with questions like, oh, how what was society like? Did you, you know, how did you manage as a family and whatnot? So, yes, it was absolutely based. Well, and it's still, in my mind, a love story because soulmates aren't necessarily romantic in nature. Your soulmates can be your friends. Your soulmates can be. So, I mean, in just kind of the way you described it, it's, this is still a love story. It's just that the love is yes. beyond just Lexi and John romantic entanglement. Exactly. So not like the typical concept of love is what I wanted to get away from. Yeah. And it, it made the story all the richer. I thought it, it added texture. I think during centering on friendship really, like, I think led to such tight cohesion and wonderful character moments and character building. Mm-hmm. And we do have to start wrapping this conversation. I, I know. I know. Already? So everybody, if you have any final questions, by all means, we have not fully grilled Ian like a burger yet. Uh-uh. <laughs> and chat also, this is your last chance. Would love to hear from you. It's what a wonderful opportunity to get to speak to Ian directly about his work. Ian. I'll just do quick responses. Yeah. By any chance, is your uh, birth of Moshmo's inspired by a certain establishment in, in Orange County, California? Or- yeah, called Joe Schmo. Yeah. So what is this Joe Schmo's? I do want to ask where this whole thing came from. <laughs> Joe Schmo. So I went to Oxford Academy and it was a very Asian school. I think right now we're like ninth in the nation now for academics. And we would go there after school and we'd have Joe Schmo's. That's crazy. <laughs> it's based on that. Yeah. And Joe Schmoes is still around, right? Is he still there? Joe Schmoes is still around. Oh, oh yes. Holy. Long live. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> all hail Joe Schmoes. The Lord has spoken. We were all deeply concerned about the future of... Yeah, did you expect it to be such a thing in the cast? Because we were just like, <laughs> we latched onto that. We were like, Moes or nothing. I mean, did he watch the series? I need like a reaction video of him just watching it. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, did you <gasps> did you have any favorite moments? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Carl. I just cut you straight off. Oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna, did you expect all of us to basically say that if, if most most was ever gone, we would all yell heresy and right. chant for the destruction of whoever took down such an establishment? I don't even know, and I don't even live in America. 
I threatened your horse. No, and to that, no, no, in that vein, did you have any favorite moments that were like cool to watch play out? It was, I love, okay, more than the coolest moments were just the discussions when you said, when everyone said, wow, that's what I went through, right? I think everybody had that kind of moment and they they were like, that's me, that's me. I know, I know Crystal did this off, like, that's me, that's me. Right. And hearing that was super cool. And I the thing is, I wrote each episode every single week. So I wrote the episodes the week of. Oh, I stayed up till 1 a.m. I had finals the week of finals. I was doing my exams and I had to write it and I had finished it. I was like, yo, why did I procrastinate? Why did I wait this entire time? But thankfully, Declan and Patrick and James and the entire crew were so patient with me that they helped make this maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just hearing your stories and just everything was very beautiful to me. Is that why there were so many parallels between Astrid's real life and Jackie? Yeah, actually, no. steal my stuff? <laughs> I actually didn't. The only thing I think I really stole was when Jacob said, talked about the Korean barbecue restaurant. Or, yes. I remember that. Yeah, because he mentioned his dad oh, yeah. in the donut shop. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the next episode, yeah. I put that in. That was so good. I had a feeling that was theft. That was right. <laughs> So that's where most inspirations comes from, where we would share our ideas. I mean, yeah, it's all a reflection of our real life experiences. Exactly. To talk about what we went through, you use that as a story. That's actually pretty smart. Yeah, I love that. Is that also why Kellen moves to Texas? Because we had talked about like how Texas unexpectedly <gasps> has one of the largest Vietnamese, like the third most commonly spoken language in Texas is Vietnamese. <laughs> all right. So tell me more. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to take that and put that into my story. <laughs> <laughs> that's mine now. <laughs> but like I said, we do unfortunately have to wrap this up. Ian, thank you so much for your time and for your story. You are off to a wonderful, promising start in radio and television and film. I can't wait to see the TV adaptation of this on Netflix and just point out and be like, I remember when this was a script. Hire us. This, yeah. <laughs> Hire them. <laughs> We're actors. You know who to call, yo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this has been a wonderful experience. All the actors, it has been an honor and a privilege to work with all of you. I will miss seeing all of you every week. It's been great. Those of you who have been following us from the beginning of the story or who are just turning in, thank you, chat. Chat is always great about asking questions, except for tonight, I guess. (laughs) Thank you so much for the subscriptions because we are Twitch-affiliated. And you can subscribe to us via Amazon Prime and Twitch Prime. So actors, Ian, please take your last bows. You deserve this spotlight. Yes. <laughs> all of you. Thank you so much for all of your time and talent. Cold Cuts is based on an original idea by our writing partner, Declan Grogan. Music by Vincenzo Torsiello. How'd You Survive the 21st Century is written by Ian O. We do this every Saturday, but I do have an asterisk for you later. And every Tuesday, the videos are posted on YouTube and the audio will be available on all streaming platforms. Please make sure to follow us online at all social medias, Platform Prodco, P-L-A-T-F-O-R-M-P-R-O-D-C-O. For more information, we will be taking off the next two weeks because we all deserve a winter break. So we will be back with you year two of Cold Cuts with a brand new story and a brand new cast. So thank you so much. 